welcome back to the Baking with Lasave podcast. In previous episodes, we've heard how sourdough contains a combination of yeast and bacteria. In this final episode, we investigate how the two interact, addressing one of the most crucial aspects of sourdough bread making. Yeast and bacteria are the oldest living organisms on our planet. They've been around for millions and even billions of years, and that means they've had plenty of time to coexist and adapt to each other. Now, as we've seen in previous episodes, sourdough is made by combining flour and water. And in any type of flour, you'll find both bacteria and yeast with an enormous diversity of different species and combinations. The interactions between these different yeasts and bacteria what helped to define the properties of sourdough. In fact, you could say that the art of making sourdough bread is knowing how to select the strains of yeast and bacteria you need to deliver the kind of bread you want, whether that be a certain texture, a certain taste, or a certain aroma. And that's where Le Sartre comes in. Its researchers delve into the complex science behind yeast and bacteria interactions to create starters and ready-to-use sourdoughs that enable bakers to achieve the results they want. To get an insight into how this works, let's go and talk to Pascal Lejeune, a research engineer at Le Sartre, who has helped create six patents related to sourdough products. Hi, Pascal. Hello. So here we are in Le Sartre's brand new sourdough fermentation lab in northern France. So, Pascal, can you briefly tell us about the main ways that yeast and bacteria interact? There is three main ways. Okay. The first one is competition. Competition between the good and the bad microorganisms. The grow is the more interesting and important for the good one, and then it avoids the development of the bad one. That's the same as in yogurt, where you have a huge living population to avoid the contamination. And we do the same at Le Safre with our living sourdoughs where there is a huge living population to avoid it. Okay, so it's about promoting the microorganisms that we want. Yes. And the second one is the contrary, the non-competition, because we use generally yeast on one side and bacteria on the others. And we don't want them to fight one against okay. the other, because we want to have both. So, in this case, we choose the bacteria and the yeast who don't hit the same nutrients, so they can grow in okay. parallel. So they're complementary. Yes. And what about the third? And the third one is a real beneficial, mutual beneficial between yeast and bacteria. The bacteria is, for example, uh, rejecting some nutrients that the yeast is consuming, and the yeast is changing the sourdough to make the bacteria faster grow. Okay, so they almost benefit each other. Yes, and at the end, as the, the bacteria is very acidic and the yeast is very acidic resistant, only those two strains remains. All the other ones are out. Okay, survival of the fittest. Yeah. So if I'm making sourdough, is there any way I can control which yeast and bacteria are in there? There is two situations. Mm -hmm. The first one is on, uh, let's say, spontaneous sourdough. And to illustrate it, I will speak about French sourdough and German sourdough. Okay. In French sourdough, 
you are making a refreshment that is to have an addition of wheat and water at, let's say, uh, each eight hours. Okay, so you keep feeding the sourdough. Keep feeding, mm -hmm. but very rapidly. And so you don't go very low in pH, and then the yeast is growing fast. Okay. That's why in France you call it levain. Right. Which is the growing of the dough. I see. And what about German sourdough? And German sourdough is sauerteig. In, it's the country you want to develop the acidification by the bacteria. So the, the backsloping are very long, 24 hours, 48 hours. And then you are always in a very acidic medium where the yeast cannot grow. Okay, so it's the time between the refreshing of the sourdough that yes. controls the kind of yeast and bacteria. Four parts. Okay. <laughs> it's not all that. That's an oversimplification. It's the main. So I can see in front of us we have fermenters, I think, which are there's four glass jars with different probes in them. Can you tell me what are you doing here? What kind of research is this? It's the our main work. We are comparing scientifically several types of sourdough, changing just a little thing to see the impact of this thing in what is the final sourdough. Okay, so each of these jars has liquid sourdough in it. Yes. Generally, the same flour, and then we, we had uh, different bacteria, different yeast, and see how does it change okay. in all types of, uh, let's say, parameters of the sodo, like uh, the pH, uh, the flavor, the way they are doing it in the bread. So that's what these different probes are measuring, is it? Things like yes. pH? And after that, we are taking samples several times, and then analytics on this with a strong analytic, very strong. And that helps you to understand the interaction between yeast and bacteria in those different sourdoughs? Because each microorganism produces certain metabolisms and we analyze each one. So we see which microorganism grow faster and so on. And on the other way, we are doing microbiology to measure the quantity of each microorganism, even in genetics. Okay. And what does all that mean for bakers? For bakers, that's the first step of sourdough making because here it's uh, fermenters and scientific, but the sourdough is made is the same than the sourdough okay, let me open that the, the bakers is doing. So tell me, where are we walking now? We're walking and to... we are walking into the bread-making laboratory because each time we make a sourdough, we make a bread. And after making this bread, we analyze also the way it grows on the bread, the impact of the sourdough on the bread texture, on the bread color, and so on. And after that, each time, we are tasting it in the sensory lab. Okay, so it's a scientific approach to measuring the different parameters and then also looking at the sensory qualities of the sourdough. Yes, and the equipment we have is the same as a baker. Right. For example, here we have a range of five mixes, which are the same mixes as uh, for a baker. But in a lab context? In a lab context, because we, we are measuring the temperature and so on. We have also a lot of probes, and we have bakers, which are bakers. Okay, so we've seen that Le Sav looks into the science behind 
the different interactions of yeast and bacteria in sourdough, and that's what helps you perfect the recipes and your products for bakers. Yes, but always knowing that there is a baker beside. Exactly. It's not just science for its own no. sake, it's science for the baker's sake. Yes. Great. Thank you very much, Pascal, for these insights. Thank you for you. Thank you, Pascal, for explaining the crucial interactions at the heart of sourdough bread. That brings us to the end of this series of seven episodes all about sourdough bread. I hope you enjoyed them and you learned something along the way. Keep tuned for more exciting podcast experiences soon with Baking with Le Savre.